0: Hey, what a podcast. This is a conversational podcast. We're not going to always stay on (laughs) track
1: every single time or ever. All right. We want something which is going to, um, interoperate between all the different things we do in a way which is seamless and automated and doesn't require, um, any direct human intervention then I think you probably end up landing with something that's XML.
0: I mean, so one one thing that naturally arises out of this then is if an organization, let's say a larger a larger enterprise organization, wants to move to a good enterprise content strategy, there's going to be a reasonable amount of education that needs to happen across the various teams that are going to be in the system. Because with a shift towards XML, um, even even if you have a system that provides, you know, great usability, it's a different methodology entirely for the way that you're writing and creating content. And so there's going to be a heavy amount of education that needs to go into it. Um, I think this has kind of been a, this has been a recurring theme of some of this, uh, some of these podcasts as well, is that education is going to have to be part of this.
1: Yeah, there's there's no doubt that there's a huge amount of change here. There's There's a huge amount of change management that needs to be done. And you see that organizations that really Take this as dogma because they realize the impact, like NetApp, and you see what um, people like, you know, Anna Schlegel have done uh, there at NetApp, and you know, we, there's a coffee and content on that. It was the last one of 2020, um, so it's it's easy to find in that way. Um, and you see that it's it's organization wide, but it's like it's very driven. Like they have their champions, they have their enterprise strategy. Like they have it's an initiative. You know, this isn't a thing where somebody goes and they play with something and they like it um, and they convince their boss to buy it um, and it grows into a strategy like this is a strategy. Like this is something that, you know, is done at the the leadership level, like the generals of the organization come together and formulate a strategy to move forward. Um, and that's the only way to get it done. Like this is this can't be yep. grassroots. Yep. It doesn't work grassroots.
0: Yeah, I've had um, multiple discussions with with customers or even prospects during the sales pipeline <clears throat> and they they've asked, you know, what's your biggest, you know, piece of advice as we move forward with this? And I said, do the work on the front end to come up with a strategy, plan how you're going to educate people and not just for buy-in purposes, employee buy-in or anything, but genuinely how are you going to how are you going to provide education to all the departments that are going to be using the system? Are you going to do it internally? Are you going to outsource that education to people who specialize in this? You know, what is the plan going to be? And it's really more of a prompt to them not to say, you know, here, let me help you lay out your plan. It's simply this, make a plan and make it a good staged and strategic plan. Because if you don't have one, um, these types of of implementations are, they get off to, uh, these ships and methodologies get off to very rocky starts. And I've seen that on more than one occasion. When there's a good, tight plan in place, um, and leadership has buy-in, leadership has bought into that plan and had an active role in the the buy-in or in the strategic planning, the rest of the team will follow suit. And you know, you'll get some groans, and you'll get some like, "We don't want to change the way we do things." But that's that's typical when people have to make a big shift. Um, but when it starts at the grassroots grassroots level, um, it it just doesn't take off.
1: No, it never will. Like, it'll be, I mean, having champions at the at grassroots is really important. So like, you yes. know, picking your champions, picking your influencers is huge. Like there's no doubt that that has to be part of it, but like an organizational shift like this has to be done, has to be, has to be sponsored and driven top down. Um, and you know, I think one of the things that comes up that is just needs to be known is that like some people aren't going to come along. Um, and, you know, that that creates hard situations. But, you know, change is hard. Yep. Um, yep. But, you know, what's what's much worse is is not changing because long run, that's that just gives your your competitors a, a huge advantage. So, yeah, that's right.
0: That's right. And I mean, at the at the end of the day, this isn't about um, if you're part of an organization, you are part of a team. And if the, if the team decides if your leadership in the team decide you're moving a different direction, it's important to um within reason say let's go i'm i'm part of this team and i'm i believe in the mission overall and we're going to adopt a different strategy now why we adopt a different strategy well because things are changing and we have to shift and we have to move and we have to be flexible and um inflexibility and especially in something like this now where you know i mean um, COVID has even amplified this we're all working from home there's so much of a shift to, to just heavy content production. And this was happening even before COVID, but I think COVID has amplified this in a lot of ways. You have these major shifts to organizations. Um, Finally, I think large organizations are finally starting to realize that the content they produce is as much a part of their product line as the actual tools themselves that they're building. Um, And with that shift now, people are starting to move and realize We've got to have a methodology. We've got to have a plan, strategic plan that incorporates content explicitly. And that has to be, a, there has to be a specific plan around content. Even if that, even if the content in this case, you know, say marketing materials or um, tech pubs, learning and training, even if those things by themselves aren't contributing to the bottom line um, directly, they are in other ways, but even if it's not directly, um, they're still a major. Component in that organization's healthy function.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, so I got some things I had to take care of before the team meeting. Uh, Same. I don't know if we actually talked about content atomization, atomization other than like. Uh, we hit it a couple today. times, but. And we probably still you need, know, to do like, need to do like a, a what is, right? Yeah, um, the Twitter version of
0: what is ca- content atomization.
1: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think about like how I would want to do that.
0: Um, I mean, content atomization is the the process of taking a larger document, a larger chunk of content for your end users, and breaking it into smaller, smaller, more focused pieces. I mean, it's relatively simple overall. Um,
1: well, yeah. so what if what if we said it this way? Um, so content atomization, you know, as a metaphor, I believe the reason it's used that way is breaking content down into its smallest fundamental parts, the parts that you can't if you separate it any further, it's no longer um, a whole unit. And that gives you the ability to reassemble it um, into structures that create the things that you want. I mean, like, that's literally what atoms are, right? You know, like... Atoms are the smallest fundamental unit of, of chemistry. Um, you know, getting into like this being super super nerdy and making something complex more complex, right? Um, but below the atom level, like you're you know you're not you're not dealing with that kind of stuff anymore. And atoms can be reassembled to create molecules and um, other structures that are that are useful. So if you think about it from the you know that being the analogy, um, you know con- content atomization. And also, atoms are typed. You know, there's a certain number of atoms, and you use them in different ways to create molecules. Um, you know, you have typed content um, that is in its you know its smallest whole form that can be then reassembled into um, larger modules of content um, that can then form things which are useful. And um, I think that that's the way that I think that's probably the the reason that people use that that particular analogy although i don't know where it came from when it started or who said it so i can't confirm that that's actually what they were thinking
0: according to the interwebs it was todd defran a globally recognized social media innovator oh well there you go interesting there he is todd well maybe we should Thanks, ask todd. todd. we should get in touch with todd all
1: right guys i'm gonna jump um this yep. was this was long and rambling but hopefully useful um hey
0: what are podcast this is a conversational podcast we're not going to always stay on track every single time or we've, we've made it several weeks <laughs> <laughs> we made it several weeks being on track for 10 minute spans and that is the purpose of this all right cool all right all right thanks guys to see you guys see you ya. See ya.